Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Benchtown TV. I'm your host, Jim, and I'm joined by my co-host for today, producer Dave and Paul, and we are back covering Marvel's newest Disney Plus TV show, Secret Invasion. Today, we are covering the premiere episode. If you're listening from our dedicated Secret Invasion feed, then welcome to Benchtown TV. We are a television podcast that covers so many shows, but we created this dedicated Secret Invasion feed to make it super easy for you all to follow along with us week to week, so please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date. If you found us via the search feed by searching Marvel Secret Invasion, then you found our Secret Invasion feed. But please be sure to check out our main podcast feed at Binstown TV because we have seven hosts who have covered almost 75 different TV shows with over 350 plus episodes. So we're sure we've covered something that you guys will love. We recently finished covering Yellow Jackets, Succession and Barry. And right now we're covering Silo and Cruel Summer. Coming very soon will be the newest season of Black Mirror and the season three of The Witcher. So we're pretty busy and we want you guys to come along for the ride. So please hit that subscribe button. But anyway, we're here. We have an alumni. Paul, you're a Marvel alumni. Dave, have you ever been on any of our MCU? Yeah, I was just about to do my little spiel here. So the last MCU coverage that I did on this podcast was WandaVision. Um, And just to give a little bit more background on my Marvel, I've probably seen 85% at least of the content that's been out there. I I haven't seen Miss Marvel, which I I heard is important for this show. So that kind of makes me want to get into that show before we continue any further into Secret Evasion. But haven't seen Miss Marvel. Guardians 3 has eluded me right now. Um, that's definitely a top of the watch list from MCU right now. But I have seen the new Wakanda Forever, Quantumania, loved it, honestly. So that's where I'm at. So, Dave, let me interrupt you. Are you saying Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel that you have? Oh, seen? sorry. Miss Marvel. Yes, yes. Okay, so know. Captain Marvel is the important one for scrolls. Okay, so if you see Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel okay. then you're good to go. The Marvels coming up is going to have a lot to do with Saber, if you remember the trailer. And yeah. Nick Fury will be back in Saber, apparently. And we find out that Episode 1 is present-day MCU. For them, it's 2025 because of the blip. But I'm assuming that means that the Marvels will be in the future. So we have to assume Nick Fury survives and he gets back to Saber. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Really quickly, let's get Paul back on here. Paul's been on every MCU show, right? You've been on everything with me, right, Paul? Yeah, yeah. All the way from our first one, WandaVision, with uh, the red hand uh, in the mirror, that conspiracy that yeah. you had going on. <laughs> that, that was freaking out. Mephisto, man. Yeah, Mephisto <laughs> was going to appear. Yeah, all the way back then. So, you know, my view has kind of changed since then um, and kind of what to expect. And it's more go along for the ride. So watching this, I loved it. I mean, it was great to see, you know, Nick Fury again with so many lines because we haven't seen that since, you know, uh, Endgame or or, no, not even Endgame. It was was Spider, one of the Spider-Man movies. But even then, it wasn't like a role like this. It was a scroll. He was a scroll. Oh, yeah, true. It wasn't even real Nick Fury. You're absolutely right. It was Talos. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely loved it. And I honestly love this mood of Nick Fury about how he's not Mm -hmm. the same and the fact that he's not the same after the blip and there's a little something there that just adds something so new to this immovable Nick Fury who is the backbone of everybody. So I actually really enjoyed it. Um, Pretty heartbroken, if I'm honest, with the end. Your girl. girl. I was like, (laughs) you're going to bring Colby Smolders back for one episode and then like right as soon as the credits start rolling it's like special guest star colby smolders and i was like damn it i guess she's not coming back i was gonna say we haven't made we haven't seen the funeral yet so there's still hope but if they're saying guest starring then fuck man that's it for her unfortunately i didn't catch that yeah yeah i mean so here's the deal i guess we're gonna jump right to it really quick we could talk more about it in a little bit but 
if they really want to cop out, they can have her turn into a scroll in the beginning yeah. of the next episode. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with the fact that, yeah, it sucks she's dying, but I think it's good that they're killing her off because they need some high stakes here. No, having having Maria Hill die in episode one and having Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury make this mistake again. They're talking about how he's usually three steps forward and they're saying he's not ready for the scrolls. Well, he was not ready for this dirty bomb attack. He was off. They were all off. And it, it turned into Maria Hill's death. And we'll get into that in the future episodes where how he's going to have to deal with that. But for some quick background on Secret Invasion, this one's near and dear to my heart. It's one of my favorite comic series. It's an eight-part comic series that happened back in, I believe, 2008. It was eight parts, but it was really, it affected the entire Marvel Universe. There was a lot of tie-ins with other comic issues and other storylines and things, and it was just so fun. It was written by Brian Michael Bendis. He's one of the goats. Now, for me, personally... When I was in the height of my reading, it was around mid to late 2000s. He wrote The New Avengers, House of M, Secret Invasion. So when we were talking about WandaVision, we brought up Brian Michael Bendis as well because, you know, House of M, and it was such a big deal. Avengers disassembled, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, so I have some comic knowledge on Secret Invasion, but what I'm going to do is try not to give too much because we found out that the writers, the directors were told not to read Secret Invasion. Oh, really? Interesting. Right. So, I mean, Secret Invasion in the comics was such a huge, huge, huge deal. It involved all of the superheroes. Now, we're getting a Disney Plus show. So far, you know, we know we have Nick Fury. We have Maria Hill, Everett Ross. We're going to have some people. Maybe we'll have Sharon Carter, Paul, going all the way back to Fat Dubs, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, talking about some power broker theories with her being a scroll. But we're not going to get right. And we're not going to get Captain America, Iron Man, obviously, (laughs) Tony Stark's dead, but things like that, where it's going to be really, really huge. It's going to affect the MCU, but it's not going to like see a scroll that's Thor or a scroll that's Cap or something. And in the Secret Invasion storyline in the comics, there was some freaking game changers and it was even more of a game changer because when you have the comics, you can rewrite history whenever the hell you want. You have a history of 50, 60, 70 plus years of Marvel comics. And all of a sudden you say this guy or girl is a scroll. Holy shit. How long have they been a scroll? And they can do whatever they want. And they could be like, you remember that issue like 20 years ago? That was scroll. And I'm not going to say any of the spoilers because i guarantee this is going to make people want to read the secret invasion so i'm not going to give any of the crazy spoilers but there were some really really game-changing reveals when uh this comic series happened and it was it was fun and i think they're gonna i think they're gonna nail it i enjoyed episode one it's a six-part series people want instant gratification they want a movie where they can just get the beginning and the end and just be done with it which it's a shame but you know we're a tv podcast we're going to cover movies in the future than we have before but you know, TV is where you can really flesh things out. You know, it's an eight-part comic series. Well, we're getting a six-part TV series. I think people thought it might have been a little slow to start, but you gotta you get it started. You gotta bring in the world building. You gotta get the characters going. I don't know much about the Secret Invasion. Like, I haven't read Secret Invasion the comics, but I have a lot of Marvel knowledge, so I know of the Secret Invasion. I know that it was like a big Avengers moment that all of the characters were supposed to come together and fight the scrolls. So I can see why comic book readers would be maybe a little upset with how this is going because the hype of what secret invasion was in the comics having all those characters come together you can't recreate that since we've already had that in the avengers like endgame with thanos and everything so they didn't want to 
I totally understand that they wanted to focus more on Nick Fury's character rather than all of the Avengers as a whole. Personally, for me, I think it's a good start so far for the episode. Um, of course, I always want as many Avengers in a show as you can get, but definitely off to a really good start. And uh, Nick Fury is one of my favorite characters, so I, I'm totally excited to see where this goes without the use of other Avengers. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I'm a l- I was a little bit worried going in because doing anything, and I'm not just talking Marvel and comics, I'm talking about movies too, doing anything where you can take on the form of somebody and impersonate somebody, in yeah, my experience, it's, it's either really good or really bad. And right, it, it's it's almost no middle ground. So um, it's hard to do, but I mean, so far, so good. It's The scrolls are just weird in general. So I have some questions, Jimmy. And you might not know the answers, but to what effect can they transform their body? Because we did see somebody go from a grown man to a little girl real quick. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so they can change the the shape of their the size of their body that drastically. So like they can't go to like a baby or anything, can they? Um, I don't. I don't know, to be honest. That, that's an interesting question, and I would have to go back and think or even research. Now, to preface this, we're going to have Zach the Comic Guy back. If you're a fan of Benchtown TV, he's one of the most learned comic readers that I've ever known. He's one of my best friends. He's been on WandaVision pretty much every single MCU. We've at least had him in for one or two episodes, and he's the one who will give us all those answers. If I, 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 I don't know, because... Like scrolls, I feel like they can change to whoever they want to change into, meaning it doesn't have to be a human, so they can change their DNA to another species. I don't know if I remember them turning into like animals or something, but they can be other species if they're like humanoid. I don't know about babies or anything like that. I would assume they could probably turn into a baby. I just there would not be a reason for them to unless they wanted to get really in deep with someone, you know, like, oh, here's your <laughs> yeah. child. Like, well, gonna, but yeah. that's it. I just I just right. want to know because I see everybody and immediately question. Yeah. I'm like, question them, question if they're a scroll, question the scroll. So like, yeah. I think like I think the problem and and again, this is all conjecture and Zach, the comic guy will probably be able to help us out. But my guess, OK, would be if you turn yourself into a baby as a scroll, you're taking the body and brain and everything of a baby. So like, how do we know that they can even be like, if they're a baby, like they're a scroll, but can they walk and they talk and they think, I feel right? like they can would they, be able to know? talk at least because they, so they're, they're literally just a baby. And they're like, what's good. <laughs> these are all assumptions. Boss though, baby. One, yeah. While we're kind of yeah, on this discussion, baby. I just want to ask really quickly. So they only can transform into the, the physical appearance of a person. They don't get their memories. That's what specifically the machine was for. Correct. Right. So, Okay. Just wanted so to get that out of the way. The the machine was shown in Captain Marvel and it probes them and takes their, their memories and gives it to the scroll. Mm-hmm. Apparently it does exist in the comics, but I also know that in the comics they do like so ridiculous research on who they're gonna be taking, you know, taking the body from, and it's almost impossible to figure out if someone's a scroll or not a scroll based on like they say it in the comics. They say it even in Captain Marvel. Like you can ask them questions. They're going to know the answers. It's just very, very tough. There are certain things that maybe don't apply when it's the probe or your research. Like there's like a crazy theory back in the prior movies. And this is going to be totally 
could be wrong because I don't have it. Oh, I don't have it written down, but there's something about, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Nick Fury says something about he doesn't eat his sandwiches if they're cut diagonally. But then when he's the scroll, they cut it the other way. Uh, like, that's that's funny. Cause I was thinking like, all right, look for something that's off that mm-hmm. will give away that their scroll, like in inception, you know, when he's, when he's wearing the wedding ring, he's actually, right. you know, dreaming. Um, so I was looking for something, and all I could think of was Nick. Nick Fury doesn't smirk like that. That was fucking weird at the <laughs> end. But that's cool that that's already going on um, a little bit behind the scenes and just little things about how they act. Yeah. Now to get this episode started, we start with a blast here. We start with the, a big reveal, and that's that Everett Ross is a scroll. So we have, we're assuming he's an agent in moscow we don't know if he's shield we don't know if he's mi6 so i'm not positive who he's working for but he contacts everett ross his name is prescott he says there's some crazy scroll shit going down you know he's saying the world's at war and he's got all these conspiracies and you could tell that everett ross agent ross is going like yeah i don't know man it seems like business as usual i don't know what you're saying and to me I've read the comics, and this is not saying that Ross is a, in the comics a scroll, but I'm like, all right, this guy's a scroll because you could tell he's trying to beat around the bush. He's trying not to be like, oh, you're right, man. You're right. So I was ready for the reveal, but it was a cool scene where Prescott finally does understand that he's a scroll. He tackles him. They go for the fight. Ross shoots him in the chest. Well, Prescott doesn't change. He's a real person. And then while Ross is on the run, he needs an extraction, which is crazy because he's asking our girl for an extraction and she's about to pick him up. And then it's Talos who is chasing him down and ends up, you know, with Ross falling off the roof, he dies and he turns into a scroll and he ends up being a rebel scroll. Yeah. So again, I was like this motherfucker. I don't trust him. He's trying to take all that info and run. Um, But no, I I wasn't exactly sure. I just questioned everything. So immediately when the, when the throwdown started and the tackling happened, I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Like, cause I know how quickly this can escalate. And immediately by showing us that Ross was a scroll, it's like, okay, how long was he a scroll? Right. Cause he was in a few, he was in a few things since, you know, the first Black Panther. I mean, he was introduced. I can't he remember was in when Civil he was. War. Yeah, yes. he was in Civil War. He's in- interrogating Bucky when he's the Winter Soldier. Yeah, and he's in both Black Panthers. But that's the thing. That's what you need to figure out. Because in Wakanda Forever, correct me if I'm wrong, he's like under arrest by the CIA, and then Wakandans break him out. So yeah. him saying, yo, I'm a CIA agent to Prescott seems kind of off. And to me... I have a feeling that they're two different people, meaning the Ross that we see in Wakanda Forever and prior is actually Ross. And this is just somebody taking his spot for this scenario because he wants to be some kind of trusted agent. Now, again, totally a guess. I have no idea. It's going to be cool. They have to hit us with one of these eventually where we find out someone's a scroll and they've been a scroll the whole time. They have to hit us with that because that's one of the biggest things from the comics. They could easily like tie it into like even the OG Avengers movie. They could just have like a quick scene and just oh, yeah. kind of like have a flashback moment like, oh, and then they like this person went to the bathroom, changed into a scroll, you know, like those kind of moments they can definitely bring back. because We've already literally seen be anybody. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing. They have to go back. And they have to see what makes sense and who they can make a scroll. Sharon Carter is a really good one as the power broker because we said it in Fat Dubs in Falcon the Winter Soldier. The blip 
how she became the power broker, just the timelines don't make sense. It, it makes more sense that she was replaced as a scroll. We'll yeah. see if she shows up. If that theory doesn't turn out to be true, I'm going to be mad because I'm like, that makes yeah. perfect sense. Um, so another thing about Agent Ross, are we to assume that he is captured by the scrolls and in one of those machines? Because I was trying to remember and I can't remember if Ross said a specific memory during this whole conversation where he's getting a debriefing from Prescott. So if he didn't say a memory, then he could not be captured because as we see when they are captured and strapped into the machine, they can steal their minds and all their memories right. and all that, all that good stuff. Yeah. I mean, they do research and they don't need the probes, but it, to me, it seemed like in that scene, there's not much to Ross besides him kind of responding to everything Prescott is saying. Prescott is like, there's a war going on. This is happening on purpose. And he's like, business as usual. And then he's Prescott saying, where's Fury? And he's like, well, I know Fury's in Sabre. And, and everyone pretty much knows Fury's up, up in space right now, who at least knows enough. I mean, Gravik, the head rebel scroll, he has that intel. Like he knows where, because the whole point is that he mm -hmm. is, doing what he's doing because he's freaking pissed that fury left them yeah so that kind of stuff is so surface level that ross could just be replaced just as a scroll without him being taken and putting in the probe by this the scrolls and new scrollos but again we we don't know i guess we'll find out how did you guys like seeing amelia clark on screen again i loved seeing her uh come out of the gate i was like oh my god there's our girl daenerys she's gonna breathe some fire on some bitches here Dracades, but yeah, it was really cool so, seeing her. Yeah, she's she's the best. I mean, she's the bee's knees. I I always want to see our girl, and and it's so funny because just to skip ahead a little bit, I was waiting for a reason, and I'm glad they gave us a reason right away. But when she has the um, what's the guy's name? Beto, I believe, shows Beto. up, and he says, you know, he wants refuge, and she brings him in the new scrollos, and she's like, we wear our own skins, and we eat our own scroll food, and blah blah blah, and I'm like then why aren't you looking like a scroll right now? And then I was joking in my own head, similar to like how it was for Deadpool, the original Deadpool, where they wanted Ryan Reynolds face on screen. Mm -hmm. It's a cop out because you want Amelia Clark to be Amelia Clark and not in her scroll costume or scroll CGI makeup, whatever. But they explain it. They say, if you're a warrior, you stay in your, your warrior skin because you don't want anybody to know you need to be who you are impersonating at all times so that there's never a chance someone can bust you, which that's a good I, enough excuse for me. I think that was a really great reason. I think it makes complete sense, especially it's really cool too, that it comes back where I think Gravitz is the one that says like, we have all these like agents and some of them don't even know the others are, you know, agents with yeah. us, you know, they're just kind of wandering out there doing our instructions. They don't know who's on their side or not. They're just sticking to their one focus. And I think that's a really cool mentality to have like this shows how committed they are to taking over earth and want like taking this planet as their home so i thought it was a fantastic touch yeah that brings us to another point they gave us a hard number of about yeah. how many people were in scrollos or new scrollos mm -hmm. but that was only in new scrollos and that was like you know a higher number than i was expecting honestly because prescott is saying you know in the beginning there's only a handful here and there so they, they gave us a hard number, which was cool, but you have to assume there's way more out there just wandering, doing the whole thing, not exactly in New Scrollos, but doing the bidding, you know, having the roles of 
important people that they took over for just out there all the time. So, you know, terrifying when you think about it, you're like, there's how many of those motherfuckers that can yeah. take on the shape I mean, of anything? Secret my paranoia through would oh be through gosh. the roof. Yeah, I know. I know. And secret invasions tagline for the comics was who can you trust? Because again, everybody, anybody. And, and I wish I could tell you guys like who some of the people were that ended up being scrolls because you would be like, Jesus, because it's just <laughs> ridiculous. You know, certain people that will just be in the conversations of like the Avengers at all times for five, 10, 15, however many years, hearing everything and telling new scrollos or whatever, telling the scrolls what's going on. But with a quick rewind, we do have a scene where, you know, Nick Fury comes back. He gets he gets brought down from Saber. He's got a little bit of a limp. I don't know if I believe it. I don't know if he's playing a game or not. He's always a couple steps ahead. Apparently he's not, but I think he's still a couple steps ahead. He's got some tricks in his sleeve, but he's got, he's looking a little rugged. He's got the scars, which are freaking badass. You see his eye patch is missing. He's got his beard. He's, you know, he's a little disheveled. He goes and meets with Maria Hill and Talos, and you could tell he meets with Talos and it's like they're old friends, which we know that they are from Captain Marvel. And, you know, Talos is the one that's taking over as Fury while Fury is at Saber in, in space. And we see that in Spider-Man. But we basically just get a situation where they're telling him what's good. He says, holy shit, I'm going to go take a walk. He gets kidnapped by Sonya. And, you know, she's just an MI6 person that he worked with in the Cold War. They have a nice little back and forth. She's telling him he's washed up just like everybody in this freaking episode is telling him. <laughs> but he gets a nice little camera on the eyeball of the owl. So he did get a one up on her. A little Easter egg for Sonya. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but... Her name is Sonya Fallsworth, and in Captain America, the first Avenger, there is a Fallsworth. I believe it's James. Maybe it's not. I don't know. If, oh, I think really? it's James. Like one but of the scientists uh, yeah. that worked on Captain America. He's, he's not a scientist, but he's like a soldier that works with Bucky. So okay. maybe a descendant. She doesn't exist in the comics, but that's cool. You know, just to just to match the name. There's never there's never anything by uh, you know mistake. So they must have some reason for doing that. But yeah, basically the point of that conversation is, you know, you're washed up. And uh, what was in that vault that was stolen? We kind of knew that it was bombs and stuff like that. But, you know, Sonya's not giving the info because she's just like, you're weak. You're, you're washed up like you're saying. But if anybody has ever read the uh, First Law trilogy out there by Joe Abercrombie, the, the strongest guy out there says to, you know, everybody else, if you want to survive, just appear weak appear oh, yeah. weak and like you don't know anything um and make yourself as small as possible so like you were saying about freaking Fury? um i don't know if you guys remember this or not but game of thrones with uh maester uh the one in king's landing the one that's always um what's his name it's not lewin that's the one from winterfell like the old um, ass one yeah the old ass one uh, there's a the one who's an name. asshole yeah but i can't remember he, his name he has deleted scenes where tywin lannister bust his ass because yeah. he's actually strong as hell spry mm -hmm. he's, you know and then tywin's like stop playing this game with me and then he like stands up cracks oh, his yes. back, and, he's, and yes, he does yes, exactly yes. the same thing that you said paul it's you King appear Boomy to be from someone. avatar the last airbender he's got yeah. the hunch too he stands up strong he's like wrong choice master yeah. roshi let's go dude yeah yeah. One. <laughs> yeah exactly so nick fury like 
uh, when he was playing chess with, um, I keep wanting to call her Kobe Smolders. Robin or Kobe Smolders, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when he was playing chess with Maria and Maria is like, the old one I knew was always three steps ahead. You know, he could be fucking five steps ahead now. And he's thinking like, I'm playing everybody because I can't trust anybody. So mm-hmm. I'm going to peer weak to everybody. So I'm hoping he just like does one of those stands up, strains his back, cracks his back, and then fucking goes old school Nick Fury. Yeah. Either I way, think- we're going to see Nick Fury come back, whether he's already a step ahead and he's just playing a game or, you know, it's going to open his eyes once he realizes his girl's dead and then he needs to get his shit together. Either way, Nick Fury is going to get back into form. Which did we know about this or was this something that we were to assume took place on Saber? That he had a love interest. Okay, I'm sorry. I misinterpreted that for a second. Talos's wife, wife loved Nick Fury as a friend, not as like an actual love. So, dude, I, okay. Before we get into this, I took I had I didn't I didn't hear him say wife because I totally assumed from what I heard that Nick Fury was in love with the scroll. But I might be. I must have misinterpreted it because that was my so, first thought. Yeah. This I don't think this is a blank in my knowledge of the MCU, but first let's do a quick rewind and explain that we do find out that Talos's wife, who was playing Maria Hill in Spider-Man, the big reveal in the end credits of Spider-Man is that Nick Fury is Talos and his wife is Maria Hill and it's never been them the whole time. Hmm. We find out that she passed away. She was killed by the rebels and, you know, Nick Fury looks very sad for Talos, etc. Now, I took it like he loved her. Mm-hmm. So like it's definitely the wife though. Like that was 100% Talos's wife. Yeah, so then I'm now I'm taking it as Nick Fury probably loved her, just ne- knew that he could never have her because she was in a relationship yada yada yada, but I think Nick Fury definitely at the end of the day intimately loved one of these scrolls. It's another thing we learn at the same time we learn about the mother passing away, we learn that Gaia has been missing. He doesn't say and he doesn't know that she went to the rebel side. But he does explain that she took Fury's leaving badly and she left. Gaia is seen in Captain Marvel, but she's just like a little kid. She she is the daughter and she's in Captain Marvel because it's 30 years ago. But this is what I'm just saying. Nick Fury and Captain Marvel promised that they would get a new home for the scrolls. 30 years have gone by and they've been like, what's good? Come on, man. And Captain Marvel straight gone doing her own things. Nick Fury for fears after the blip just went and he's gone. I was going to say, they probably I, have like an eight year window of like a grace period where like Thanos yeah. came, fuck shit up, snapped half the universe, like it, gone just like that. So I guess that eight years, like we'll give them that. But yeah, then you then you got like 22 years of just sitting around yeah. doing nothing. It's like, OK, like an entire species is on the brink of extinction and they're pleading to get a a new home. And Nick Fury's like, yeah, I got you. Like, this will be easy. And then they don't do it 30 years later. Yeah, I would be, I don't blame them either. I would be pissed as well. And that's basically the entire inspiration for this revolution by Gravik, who is played by Kingsley Benadir, who is a nice alumni for our, our Benchtown homies with the OA and Peaky Blinders. So nice to see him. And he's been in a lot of other things and he's he's the man. He's great. But Gravik's pissed off and he wants to take Earth. He's going to take Earth because he, they've been wronged. They were at the Kree-Scroll War. 
They were wrong there, obviously. And I, I can't remember because in the comics, I believe the Kree Scroll War is more like a 50 50 throwdown and it, it is what it is. But I'm pretty sure in the, in the MCU, it's basically like the Krees are the bad guys mm-hmm. and the scrolls were wronged. And yeah, 30 years have gone by. Nick Fury and Captain Marvel promised them a home and now they're just going to take one because they don't have one. They're going to create new Scrollos. So now we have new Scrollos. We've already been through this. We saw the probes. We saw Amelia Clark, our, our girl. So the next thing we learn is with Nick Fury going through this 3D projection of the spy camera in Sonya's room, they find out where they're going to hit. They find out where the dirty bomb is being probably made. So they're going to go after this person. Maria Talos and Fury, they go and they meet with this person. They're going to see what's good. They take out the MI6 people. Amelia Clark goes in through the back, already gets the bomb and, and rolls out. Maria sees her rolling out while Talos and Fury are in there talking to the guy. We find out that this guy is a scroll, which is sweet because Talos goes to push him against the wall. You see how strong he is. Boom. There's a big scene here because Talos says, I got this, bro. He's like, dude, stay back. I got this. They start fighting. When things start looking a little shaky, Fury doesn't mess around. Boom, boom, boom. Shoots him, kills him. A couple of things that are important here. Um, number one is we know this is a scroll, and it's important for the Everett Ross thing. So we know that there's two scrolls that are impersonating people that get shot or damaged in a way where they're bleeding, and they don't have green scroll blood. So we can't use that. We talked about that in Fat Dubs and Falcon and the Winter Soldier when Sharon was shot. She has red blood. And I said on that pod, I don't know if that's going to matter. Apparently, it doesn't matter. I don't remember in the comics how much it mattered if they were contradicting themselves in the comics or not. But I know most of the time, scrolls have green blood. I feel like that would be so, so easy. You could just like slice your hands, be like, yeah. all right, human blood here. Yeah. So the other thing here is we find out that Talos, you know, he's like a 40 year old man. Basically, scrolls, they age a lot slower, they live a lot longer. So Talos is a lot older than Nick Fury, but he's still not even at his midlife crisis. We also know that Talos likes to give mercy. He doesn't like Mm -hmm. violence. He doesn't like anything close to that. And Fury says, you're going to have to learn to do that. I don't know if he didn't want to kill the scroll or if he just wanted to take care of the scroll himself. But either way, he looked upset with Fury when Fury took him out. Yeah, I I think it was kind of. Go ahead, Paul. Just going to say, I think it was kind of both, which I think you were going to say it was, you know, a little bit of I need to prove that I can still do this. And there and two, you know, I don't want to kill him because as a scroll, he kind of has a point. Right. He has he has a reason to be upset. Um, His last words really hit, too, obviously, to Talos. What was it like? How can you betray your own kind or something like that? Like those definitely resonated hard with him. Now he's going to have conflict of interest of like okay do i work with this dickhead and continue to help him out or do i just kind of bite the bullet and go with the the darker side but get what my people need you know so definitely in a pickle here yeah i wonder if there's going to be like uh, a rock in the rundown i don't know if you guys ever seen that movie way back when yeah Yeah, like when he starts using the guns in the very end and he's like you know what no more mercy Um, how about the scene when he has the whip though man when he's fighting the whip, the guy with oh, the whip. Uh, dude, that movie's great. I'm going to have to rewatch yeah, that. Great, dude, Stifler's in it, ever, too. You ever Come see on. that movie or that uh, tweet? And it's like four screenshots of Dwayne The Rock Johnson in movies. 
and they're like, these are four separate movies, and, and they're the all in the person, jungle. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's like Jumanji, Jungle Cruise, Rundown. Yeah, and, yeah. I don't freaking know. Stand Tall might have been the other one. Yeah. Uh, um, there's funny. the one that he took. What's the one? Uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth. He took Brandon Fraser's <laughs> spot. Like, I mean, there's probably like 20 of them. Yeah, he's got hair in Witch Mountain, so it's not that one. But um, <laughs> back to Talos, like this attitude of giving everybody a second chance immediately. Like, you can see how bad it is when Gaia is there because she has the bombs and he pretty much just lets her go. He's like, I'm yeah. not going to shoot you. Didn't even try to like grab her and stop her or and like follow her. I know. And I was like, tell us what the fuck? Like all these bombs going off. I kind of blame you a little bit if I'm honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was the only one that was close enough to like actually stopping the plan and he failed. So definitely his fault. I feel like, I feel like there's probably going to have to be a situation where Talos has to do some major thinking because no matter what he's a scroll and he was promised just like every other scroll that they would have a new home he's trusting nick fury it's been 30 years nick fury abandoned talos just as much as he abandoned the other scrolls now i know that nick fury and talos have been in some kind of contact but not anything crazy i mean they all are taking it and you could see it in maria hill's face too they've been abandoned pretty much and he basically got blipped he came back and he was a different person and that's what they keep saying and if nick fury isn't going to be very competent i mean nick fury is always competent but if he's not going to be the nick fury talos might be at one point saying geez man like this is the guy i trust i don't trust like earth i trust fury and mm -hmm. if Fury's a problem you know, I don't think we're going to have a switch from Talos, but uh, I feel like there's going to be some kind of conversation between the two of them. Especially if Fury is just going out killing scrolls left and right. Like this goes back to what you yeah, were saying. Yeah, still like, a species. Yeah, like did Talos did Talos plan on killing that scroll that he was in the fight with, or did he plan on just like kind of capturing him, sparing him? And right. I think Nick Fury's attitude of like we don't have time to think about those questions. We just need to shoot and kill and get it over with. Like I think that is going to be a big part for Talos. Like he's just going to have to keep watching his his brethren just go down to this Nick Fury guy who is trying to help, but maybe is doing it in a way that, you know, reflects poorly for Talos, you know? So there's definitely got to be some kind of resolution or talk between these two. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you another question, which you might not have the answer to Jimmy. Um, okay. Cause you know, I got to find the limits. I got to find the limits yeah, of what they can and cannot figure do. out my limits. No, not your oh, limits. Dude, this, oh, 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 I thought, figure out my no. No, actually, Paul, I think this is actually going to be something I'm. I was about to bring up anyway. So ask the question. And I'm going to say I was just going to bring it up. <laughs> can, can a human beat a scroll in a fist fight? So we saw the two scrolls go at it. Obviously, yep. they were breaking pillars like concrete pillars. So that would have killed a normal human. We saw yep. Maria fight Gaia and. You know, Maria got a punch in, but it didn't look like she did anything. She was just getting the shit beat out of her. So I was trying to figure out, you know, if anybody besides an Avenger could fight and actually be able to take on a scroll. So, Paul, I was actually going to just talk about it. It's crazy. <laughs> so I'm taking this like what we take every MCU show that we finally learned after WandaVision, where sometimes you just can't ask questions because... This bothered me a little bit because you see immediately after Amelia Clark and Colby Smolders, Gaia and Maria Hill throw down, you see how strong Talos and the bomb maker are. And to me, Maria Hill should have got destroyed. I mean, Amelia Clark, and I keep saying Amelia Clark, Gaia's trying to run away 
and just get out of there. But at the same time, she blindsides Maria Hill. And I would think that you could just take her out in two seconds in a way where death or major injuries, not just, mm-hmm. oh, I have, I have like a cut on my nose. Gaia, we yeah. don't know who she is yet. That's the problem. You could be holding back. It's just like Superman, where he always has to hold back or he's going to freaking destroy you, depending on who he's fighting. You know, he always has to learn to pull the punches. There's a lot of the, you know, a lot of the superheroes have that thing. The Spider-Man was the big one where he pulls the punches so he doesn't kill. But I don't know. We don't know. We don't know Gaia yet. We're going to have to talk about that because did Gaia betray Talos or or did Gravik not keep Gaia in the loop? And he knew she was going to be the bait. Yeah. You know, which one is it? And we got to find that out because if she is actually like who Talos thinks she is and she's actually a good person and she's just caught up in the rebellion because she's hurt and she wants a home for her species, maybe she didn't want to kill Maria and she just wanted to knock her on her ass so she can run away. I'll allow that. Again, I'm going to have to allow a lot. But then you go, but then you go into like, okay, she's planning bombs that are going to kill thousands of people. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So she goes, so she has the conversation with Talos and she immediately is like, F you. But then she finds out her mom died and she had no idea. So you can see she's hurt there. She does meet with Talos again and gives him the information that he needs. Now, one of the big pieces that she gives, and Paul, you alluded to this already, is that there's at least 100 scrolls in the field. So not existing scrolls on Earth, but field scroll agents. Meaning they are taking the place. They are like a Ross. Mm-hmm. Okay. A hundred at least. So I'm not saying it's going to be like, here's Captain Marvel and here's, you know, the Hulk and this, and that's a scroll, but they are infiltrating Earth and there's at least a hundred of them infiltrating. And like you said as well, Paul, Gaia doesn't know. They don't know each other. They are just agents that are in the field. They can't let anybody know who they are. So the the really weird part about that meetup and that whole situation was like, can you trust that that was actually Talos? Right. right? So I was oh, thinking, okay, okay, yeah. So I'm thinking Amelia Clark reaches out to Talos. It was like, okay, I want to meet up and talk about it. And Amelia Clark is actually good, right? She goes yep. and talks to this Talos. That Talos is a scroll for grabbing her. And he's yes. like, he's like, all right, what do you know? And all this other shit. So I was trying to think if we saw um, Gaia, I keep wanting to call her Amelia, like you yep. said. So we did see her walking, but we don't know if that was actually her. I, I'm, I, you got to assume that's her. And the first thought is you assume that's her. She lied about the infrared to bring them off track. She went along with the bomb plan and blew them up. Right. I'm saying if you want to, twist it in your head to make sure that guy is actually good. She was actually going to meet with Talos, telling him everything. Talos was actually a scroll who was reporting to Gravik. Gravik imprisons Amelia Clark, takes that infrared idea and still goes through with it just to draw everybody else off of track. Nick Fury and Maria Hill. My so only problem with the complexity that, of having characters scrolls. that can take and that's the, how- the form of anything. That is how you're going to have to think for this entire show. My only issue with that is that Talos goes to Fury and knows the infrared. So that's what I'm saying. Gravik takes that infrared information and then somehow leaks it to the real Talos without us. They didn't show us that. Uh, and because okay, it was also okay. it was also sketchy too that like Emil 
Gaia was on our squad, like, you know, told the plan, like infrared markers, yada, yada, yada. And then all of a sudden, Maria Hill loses her. And then the backpacks already shifted off. Like, were the bombs in the backpacks? And then in that quick flash of translation, did she like actually take them out of the bag, hand them to the person, then still hold on to the bag, you know? And that yeah. would kind of go into what you're saying that like maybe she is actually, I don't, I don't, again, so many layers to this with the scrolls. Who, who it's so can hard. you trust, yeah, man? Really, who can you don't trust nope. anyone, man? <laughs> the opening line and, was it hit hard. It was just like you know, imagine knowing someone your entire life, and then in one day that you realize they're not the person that you thought they were their whole time. Like that would just fuck you up. Like if you're just living in your family, and like let's just say your mom calls you and is like, "Hey, Paul, like got some news by the way. Like I've been hiding this your whole life. I'm a scroll. I'm yeah. not. You know, that would just fuck anybody up." Oh, yeah. And it could be as simple as there's a scene where I believe it's Pagan. And that's the, the guy who is the right hand man to Gravik. He says, you know, Amelia Clark tries. Uh, Gaia. <laughs> Gaia tries to say, let's postpone because you can tell or at least think that she is having a change of heart. She says, let's postpone, blah, blah, blah. There's going to be people waiting for us. And he says, let them come. We have the bait. And then he kind of like taps her on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. It could be a surface level as Gravik just knows that there's a chance that Gaia would have told her dad out of a change of heart because she loves her dad, you know, told him what the deal is. And then he told her the wrong plan. And she's thinking she's actually doing the right thing. And they're following the wrong people. And you see yeah. Gravik is actually in the field. And I want to talk about that too really quick. But first... Let's just run down some of these scrolls because we see them mostly in new scrolls and we already blew by that. But Pagan, if I'm saying his name right, Pagan, Pagan, whatever, he's in the comics and I'm not going to say who he is, but he's the first revealed big reveal of somebody in the comics dying and then you're like, holy shit, they're a scroll. Mm. So that's like the big like, boom. I'm not going to say who it is just in case people want to read, but He's important for that reason. Talos is in the comics, but he's different. He's a scroll who can't shapeshift. So he mm. has like some kind of issue where he can't shapeshift. So he became like this ridiculous warrior to compensate. So he is always in scroll form, but he's a freaking badass. Now, Gaia is in the comics, but she's not Talos's daughter. She's just an agent in the field. And I don't need to go into it anymore any more than that. So she's just not his daughter. Um, Gravik is made up. He's not in the comics at all. I know there's a few other ones. Kriga is someone that you see in the credits and she's like seen for a second. She's actually a super scroll in the comics. So maybe we'll see super scrolls in this show. I don't know. And if for anyone who doesn't know, super scrolls are like genetically enhanced to have superpowers instead of just being scrolls, they have powers. Like they have, mm. there's like the famous super scroll has, the Fantastic Four's power. So, you know, that is, stretching and, and fire. Like and, a super scroll. Like, how do you beat that? Like, yeah, something yeah. that could turn into anybody, anything, as well as having just like ridiculous overpower, overpowered strength and superpower. Like, that's just crazy. I know. I know. Okay. Actually, one more thing that I wanted to bring up was when Fury goes into the bar to meet Maria Hill, some random dude. Mm -hmm. says you're washed up again to him for the 15,000th time, <laughs> okay? So when he's following Gravik, and he doesn't realize he's following Gravik, he sees the little girl. That's that's who he's following first. That little girl is who he sees on his, on his original walk the, mm -hmm. with the ball. Then it turns into 
the guy who was in the bar. Mm-hmm. Then it turned into a lady. Then it turns into Gravik's human form that right. looks like Kingsley Benadir. So are we to assume that the guy that says you're washed up when he's in the bar to Fury is actually Gravik? I don't know. Or are we I to don't assume that Gravik's the girl, you know, hiding know if... in plain sight, taunting him? <sighs> See, I don't know if that was Gravik or just some of his... Uh, soldiers just kind of out and getting the recon. Yeah, I was thinking maybe like an ex-soldier who just kind of recognized the face of Nick Fury and like that guy was clearly like drinking so I just wonder if he's just like, yeah, he's just like giving up on everything and he's just like, oh, there's this Nick Fury guy like you're fucking washed, you know. But to me, how how would Gravik know that Nick Fury would recognize this person to follow them? Exactly. So I think that person was, when I said soldier I meant like like a, a scroll warrior. Um, right, right. And maybe that wasn't Gravik, but maybe that the human form was one of those people that they had, you know, locked up. Maybe not even locked up because you don't even right. You could just their be memories. Anybody, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Um, and multiple scrolls can turn into one person at the same time, right? Sure. So, we, so if there was like a bunch of scrolls, they could all turn into like Nick Fury, Nick Fury and there'd be like yeah. twenty in a room. Okay, mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. There's a chance that this was just like, you know, one of his recon warriors and then Gravik to fuck with him changed into each one of his recon uh, yeah, warriors. Yeah, I like that too. To fuck with him. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. He knows but, he sets the recon people in the field and he knows those are the ones that were watching yeah. Fury and he knows that Fury has his good eye. <laughs> Gravik hates Fury. Like we talked about it a little bit, but yeah. Fury abandoning and Gravik is like, Okay, number one cause is making a home for us, but a close number two is to make Nick Fury fucking suffer because the way he was looking at him and leading him on and then leading to the explosion, you can tell he fucking hates that guy. Yep. I I will say too here that yes, that Nick Fury has been told already at this point four times at least by different people that he's watched, but the one that really hits home is for Maria. I mean, yeah, there were four people. I think diff- different people that had told him he was washed, but those people were like, it was Talos, who yes, he's close with, but maybe not as close with Maria. But like when they sit down in the bar and they have this like pretty open conversation, like she's asking him all these questions, like where were you, kind of stuff, and yeah, and she does recognize that you're washed, and like we do see in the scene after that he goes home or wherever he is and is really reflecting on it, and clearly it had affected him, but. I guess he was just more so hiding into the others, whereas Maria, that's a little bit of a closer relationship. So when yeah. she says it to him, that's more of like a damn, you know what? They all might be right kind of moment. Yeah, could be. Could be. We don't know his headspace. We have no idea if he's actually steps ahead or if he really is affected Watch. by the blip like everyone thinks. And Christ of character or or Christ of faith or whatever, whatever he said after the blip. I love the flashback where you know, you see him doing multiple while he's being blipped. And I don't know, like, I don't know how much they talk about it. And I don't remember if they do, but, you know, just what happens to you when you're blipped and all of a sudden you just show back up. It's, you know, it's yeah crazy situation. Um, I don't think we've we... seen anybody's thoughts while they were blipped. Like, I don't know if they like thought they were dreaming or, or we did yeah, see. Right. Um, oh, what's your didn't name? They just, didn't someone describe it as like, it just felt like. You know, like I was asleep and then I just like it felt like I wasn't gone Nothing for any amount of time. Yeah, yeah, because Paul Rudd was the one who right. didn't get blipped, but he was in quantum, quantum realm, whatever. Yeah. And he was right. He still had thoughts and was thinking things, whereas like all these other people kind of just came back. But maybe Nick Fury 
did experience something in that blip compared to everyone else maybe it just affected nick fury differently like maybe he experienced death and like was like shit like death is not fun yeah. you know i wanted i wanted to show them or show him coming back from the blip in the middle of the road like dodging cars and shit because <laughs> yeah right <laughs> playing frogger yeah. all of a sudden he shows back up and there's a car coming right at him I imagine so, that if you got blipped and then you came back and then all you like you're just getting hit by a car within those three yeah. seconds. <laughs> well, they they said you know at any time in the world about half a million people are flying in the sky. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you can you spawn like in like in the yeah. air and just fall? Holy! So shit. they said wow. as soon as they yeah. came back from the blip, there was just it was raining people oh in, in places. That's fucked up. That is fucked up. <laughs> Marvel never said that, but you got to yeah. assume yeah. that's what happened. Yeah. So before we end the episode, one more thing we didn't bring up was that we do see Rhodey and the president. That's not really that important right now. Rhodey says that Fury and Maria Hill are AWOL. Mm -hmm. And the important thing here is that we see the president. But we know that Harrison Ford, well, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Harrison Ford comes in as Ross, the prior actor passed away. Thunderbolt Ross, the one we've seen in past movies, um, you know, he was in Avengers and this and that with the Accords and everything. He's being taken over by Harrison Ford. He becomes the president in the MCU Harrison at Ford. some point. Yep. He's taken over as as Thunderbolt Ross. Oh, OK, OK, OK. Sorry. I got confused. <laughs> I thought you were trying to say the president was Harrison Ford. And I was like, that's no, not no, no. So that, that is... that's what I'm saying. So okay. the president is is right now somebody and we know the actor we've seen him in other things but yeah he's russell from uh he's mr fancy man from new girl if anybody saw all that <laughs> he's in friends he's yeah he's in a yeah he's a things, beast but yeah but anyway harrison ford's thunderbolt ross is going to become the president in the mcu very soon and that means we're gonna lose our president or he's just going to be i, I already have a theory he's a fucking scroll but it, yeah. it hasn't really it hasn't really made sense though because the actions like he is just so like gung-ho like he's just like i don't care just do it like two times i think he was just like i don't care just get, it, get done. it done maybe it's just an agent of chaos it's just like yeah sure just fucking do it this will just cause mayhem all over the place but i'm definitely on the side that the president is totally a scroll oh yeah, yeah he's just saying like get it done and then goes behind closed doors yeah, and then calls like, his buddies and is like yeah. yo people come i'm doing great you. work here baby i'm doing great yeah. stuff so um my other thing you know, is Rhodey a scroll? I mean, so yeah. it's hard to see. Um, yeah. But anyway, I was trying to look for something to give him away that Rhodey is a scroll. Right, right. I'm not getting anything. <laughs> Definitely the president. So, though, yeah. The so the end of the episode, we get the dirty bomb goes off. Gravik looks like a freaking badass looking Fury right in the eye and, and clicks the button. Then we have a very sad, tragic ending for Maria Hill where she sees Fury and thinks she sees her friend longtime friend and boom and it's funny man i don't know what my problem is but i was thinking like gravic shot her from behind or something because mm -hmm. i wasn't even thinking that it wasn't nick fury yeah, which yeah, is yeah. so stupid it's literally so <laughs> stupid because it's like i was the, the same way ever. I, I was the same way i was like wait a second that wasn't fury that did that Ugh, stupid so stupid but um <laughs> You could see the pain in her eyes, and she says, you know, it's, you know, what does she say? What are her last words? Um, it was you or basically, something? Yeah, it was you, I think. So basically, disappointed, man. Stinks. Looking into Fury's eyes, we know that she's, you know, she thinks that he abandoned her. Just, uh, it's a shame that that's how she dies. Now, again, could be a scroll. 
could start episode two and she changes into a scroll. But my yeah. guess is that it's going to be Maria Hill and it's just going to be a good, strong character death for mm. Secret Invasion to show the stakes. God, the scrolls I, really does open it up because you're absolutely right. Like they could easily just it could, next episode open up. It's a scroll body or, you know, they have a funeral for her and she comes back and it's like, oh, my God, you're alive. And it's like, oh, that was just a scroll. So it's just like, I guess you really can't counter out just yet until not even a funeral would make well, me think that she's dead, to be honest. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't see her turn back, and we know they turn right. back after they mm -hmm. die. So right. my other thing was, why wasn't she wearing a bulletproof vest? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, she's playing the long game. She's got, you know, the fake red dye on her bulletproof vest. So it looks like she does. <laughs> and I'm like, no, she's dead. She's dead. Yeah. And I am upset about it. I love Kobe Smolders, but... And Maria Hill. Maria Hill's a badass, but I think mm -hmm. what you're saying, Jimmy, this is good for the MCU. As much as it sucks because this character is awesome, it it's saying, hey, this is not a fuck around show. Like, you know, right. some people can say some of the other shows they were were fuck around shows. But this one is like, first of all, that death, which kids probably don't like and are crying everywhere. Like, like seven years. I think that's, that's honestly, I think a big reason why the reviews are, are low. People were very upset. Maria yeah. Hill was killed. And um honestly, Give me all the death, baby. I love it. I don't yeah, grow crazy. up. Don't grow up. <laughs> I had to I had to check the rating for a second. I mean, when was the last significant character death we have? Was it literally Tony Stark? Well, we you know, we have Black Widow, Tony Stark. I mean, honestly, it yeah, is but I'm just like, saying, there's like, a lot of this is the yeah, death that a, we needed because right, there's a lot I was, of plot armor. At the beginning the of the episode, I was really thinking like I was thinking that Ross was actually Ross before we like kind of deduced that he was a scroll. And I was like, you know, this is kind of like a little pickle that Ross, like if we open up with a Ross death, like that would be really good because we need to feel the tension of like how dire this situation is. And so I think a, a yeah. character death like this, but I'm just going to say though, it seems like whoever is Nick Fury's like side person in shield is just doomed to fail. Like was Holston, yeah. Holston, Holston was the Coulson, first one. Coulson, yeah, yeah. Colson. Now we have Maria Hill, like, uh, who's next? Is it going to be Ross yeah. next? Is he going to take the throne and then yeah. just die? <laughs> it's like Darth Sidious. Like <laughs> every everyone he takes as the second, the the number two to it's his gone, dead Sith Lord is just dead. Yeah, but I, I'm surprised to be honest that this got such negative reviews because I cannot like again. I haven't seen a lot of the newer shows because they haven't really like they haven't really interested me. Like She Hulk didn't really seem like an interest of mine. And so I guess my biased opinion would have been like, I feel like those shows would have gotten like, you know, way worse ratings. Cause I honestly, as someone who has been kind of hating on MCU in recent years, who has lost that wonder of MCU after Thanos arc, I feel like it's, it's kind of making a return. Like quantum mania has gotten me really hyped. That got really poor reviews, which I can understand those reviews, but I still enjoyed the movie. And this first episode of Secret Invasion, I honestly really enjoyed. And even when we were doing Moon Knight, like I, I wasn't on Moon Knight, but like even when that came out, like I wasn't too excited for it, even though that was a character that I really enjoyed. And yeah, and Secret Invasion was something I was very much looking forward to. And it, it's living up to the hype so far. And so to give it a 66%, I feel like that's that's low. Like I know we're spoiled, like Yellow Jackets is like low eights, but like I don't think that, you know, this episode was that much worse than like, yeah. What they were I honestly just think people are, I think. they don't have any patience. They really don't have any patience. But I have heard that episode two is a banger. So mm. I, I, let's go. Let's, let's go, go yeah. is all I got to say. I mean, I Should, uh, I love Samuel Jackson. <laughs> I, I can't really 
I understand that it, it was a little slow the episode, but I, I just don't I don't really see sixty six percent. I I would I would agree probably eighty one percent for audience score sounds about right to me, but not sixty yeah, six. Just a solid episode. Should uh should we play a little game at the end of every episode? We each choose you have the one game? character who okay we're putting it on the board. We're putting it on the board. Who you think is a scroll? You already have mine, okay. so I'm yeah, already the out president of the is a president. good. The president is a good choice. I like that, Dave. Um, are you gonna stick with the one that you've been saying this entire episode? The uh, you're gonna go with the, the power, power broker? broker? Yeah, well, she, she's. I mean, it better be her. But I, since she's not in it, I won't make that my guess yet because she hasn't okay. shown up yet. Um, let's say I feel like. I was going to say Sonya, but I feel like she's kind of a, a cop out because she was unknowingly being recorded and she still gave up the location. Mm. There's not too many other options right now. No. I think I want to go Rhodey. I'm going to go. Yeah, Rhodey. I knew you were okay, going to say Rhodey. Rhodey. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not confident about it, but I think, you know, if he was captured, that would be the perfect target for the scrolls. That's that's somebody who they want. Um, because like ev- all the connections, everything he knows, he knows more intel than most people. So it'd be a good target, at least. They're going to have to release him because he's going to be in Armor Wars and Ironheart. So, um, but I, I like that. Like I said, in the comics, there's some high stakes scrolls, and Rhodey or the president being a scroll is high stakes for the world. So I really like those ideas. <sighs> I don't really, there's not too many other options right now. So I'm going to go with Sonya um, and just say that she was knowing she was being recorded and planted it so that they would show up there, you know, so whatever. But otherwise, any other lasting uh, parting shots that we got going on here, guys? Any theories, anything like that? Just a lot of... Episode one, there's there's not much to work with yet for major theories. Mm -hmm. I kind of need to do see like a scene two or episode two and kind of do scene to scene comparisons with characters. See if anything's different. See if anything's off. Like Samuel Jackson smirking when he shot Maria Hill. I was like, come on, Maria. He doesn't smile. It's fucking Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I loved it though. And I'm really excited for episode two. Agreed. All right, guys, that was our premiere episode of secret invasion we have five more to go there's going to be six episodes week to week we'll be covering each episode if you're listening from the secret invasion feed please hit that subscribe button you'll be able to use that feed to to see every single secret invasion episode pop up on your feed automatically when it's when it's downloaded but if you like what you heard from us bingetowntv.com bingetowntv feed even Town TV YouTube, we have covered over 75 different shows. I listed them in the intro. There's so many shows. We know you guys would love some of them. So just check them out. Give us a nice subscribe on that Town TV feed. We are covering Cruel Summer right now. Kathleen got me hooked on some Cruel Summer, a freeform TV show. But our big dog right now is Silo. Apple TV's newest hit show that is killing it. Silo has been awesome. Eight episodes are out. There's two more to go. You guys have plenty of time to binge town those eight episodes and then catch up with us for the last two. But again, if if you're just ready to listen to some Secret Invasion, stick with us and stick with this feed. Once again, we are Binge Town TV. And thank you so much. 
for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.